0: Good morning. You guys look familiar. Do you remember me? (laughs) Sorry, I haven't seen you so far this week, but the doctor tells me I'm probably not contagious now, so it's good to be back. This is Music Cultures, Music 316, for Wednesday, the 28th of October 2009. And this is our first physical class meeting this week. I did put the podcasts up on the web for Monday and Tuesday, but uh, there was a problem with the Monday one that I didn't catch until last night, so both of them only became available last night. They are both available now for your catch-up listening. On Monday, we heard the Kayagum being played, the Korean zither that we heard live a week ago last Friday, and that recording on Monday was our example number one on CD2, Korea and Japan. It was played by a different player from the one that we heard live. His name is Che moon And because it was a podcast without us actually being here, I didn't get to show you what he looks like. And this is Che moon playing the Kayagum. He prefers to spell Kayagum the way I had it there on screen. And so I've included that spelling on the handout. So you can hear it's the same instrument that was played for us, oh, a week and a half ago. Like the performance that we heard in class, this performance on the CD is an improvisation, a creation of new music, or sanjo, as it's called in Korean. And in Sanjo, the player starts with a musical theme very slow and then gradually speeds it up and speeds it up and ends very fast. And so we'll hear a a complete performance of a Sanjo improvisation on CD number two. I talked about that and played it in Monday's podcast. In yesterday's podcast, we started looking at the musical instruments of the Korean orchestra. Actually, on Monday, I played for you the notes of the musical scale on two of the Korean orchestra instruments. Those two you remember from your Chinese musical instruments handout, the handout of the eight sounds of Chinese music, because they were very unusual instruments. They were a bell chime of metal bells that were tuned to a musical scale and a stone chime of stone slabs, that were tuned to a musical scale. We heard example 2A of those two instruments playing their musical scale and then example 2B on CD number 2 was the first wine offering from the Korean version of the old Chinese Confucian ritual music. And you'll hear all about those when you listen to the podcasts for Monday's class and Tuesday's class. I won't repeat those lectures here today. What we have to do then is fill in our missing information, and that is primarily, what do these instruments look like and sound like? The music of the Korean court music orchestra, that is the music of the royal court, played for the kings and queens of the old kingdom of Korea, was directly borrowed from China back in ancient times, starting 1,000 a- a years ago or longer, Chinese musicians went to Korea, brought their instruments with them, and started a local version of the Chinese Imperial Court Orchestra at the Korean Royal Court. Gradually, over the centuries, that orchestra of musical instruments that came originally from China divided into three different musical ensembles, playing three different kinds of music. ak Tung Ak and Yang Ak. A Ak is Confucian <coughs> ritual music. Music for the rituals and ceremonies of Confucianism, as those rituals and ceremonies were performed at the Imperial Court of China in ancient times. And so this is the most Chinese and the oldest of the orchestral music ensembles and orchestral music repertoires that developed in the Korean court music tradition. When you look at and listen to the music of the Aak, the Confucian ritual, in Korea, you see and hear most of the same instruments and sounds that you heard in the Chinese Confucian ritual orchestra, starting from over 3,000 years ago in China. This is possibly the oldest surviving version of Chinese music that is still around, but it didn't survive in China because with the Chinese Revolution of the early 20th century, not the Communist Revolution, that was later, but the early revolution against the emperors that overthrew the emperors of China and introduced a republic form of government in China in the first decade of the 20th century, When that happened, the emperors were thrown out of the palace and the nobility were thrown out of the palace and the orchestra was thrown out of the palace, the imperial orchestra that used to entertain the emperor. And so that tradition was lost in China. And it wasn't reconstructed in China till over a half century later when most of the old musicians were already dead and there were just a few people left who remembered how to play it. But in the meantime, the old music of China was still played in Korea. And so that is the significance of this Aak, Confucian ritual music of Korea, is that it represents the continuously surviving branch of ancient Chinese royal court music. And when you look at the instruments and see them and hear them, you are looking at instruments that are found on the chart of the eight sounds of Chinese music because these were the oldest instruments, the ones that were used in the Chinese Confucian ritual orchestra. They're still used in Korea, most of them. And I posted this chart on the website for you to have pictures of the Korean instruments that are, that are used in this music that correspond to most of the um, instruments of the eight sounds. This group of instruments up here are the Confucian and other early Chinese instruments. These are wooden clappers that are played by the director of the orchestra. So there is a wood instrument. They also included the famous wooden tiger that you scrape a stick along the back to get a rattling sound to end a piece of music. And the wooden box with a hammer inside that you swing the hammer and hit the inside of the box to start a piece of music. Those are wood instruments. Bamboo instruments include one, two, three, four different varieties of flute, as well as an early form of the oboe, a very short instrument that's held between the player's mouth and two hands here, perhaps the smallest aerophone in East Asia and the loudest aerophone. It's amazing the sound that you can get out of this little tiny thing. The mouth organ with its bamboo tubes, but with a gourd air reservoir. So it was classified as a gourd instrument in the eight songs. Drums, of course, with their skin membrane. And silk instruments like different zithers, like the kayagum, which we saw live in class. And this one we haven't seen. It's the ajang, a zither that's played with a bow, like a violin. Actually, the bow just has wood. It doesn't have the horse's hair that you have on a violin, but you rub the wooden bow across the strings, and it gives a sound almost like a cello or a bass in the Western orchestra. And then, of course, the chime of metal bells and the chime of stone slabs. Here you see the stone slabs down here. They're big and L-shaped. And both of these two instruments can be used to play musical scales and melodies. The Tang Ak is music of the Tang Dynasty in China. And that was the golden age of global music in China when the Chinese government made a special effort to hire musicians and sponsor musicians to come in from all kinds of foreign countries and to play an intercultural variety of music at the Chinese court, the first such international effort to globalize music that we know of in human history. Some of the instruments of the Tang dynasty included the arhu, the bowed lute, that was brought from the border area of Tibet and Mongolia, the yang chin, the hammered zither, with which you play with the two hammers on metal strings that was brought from Iran, this oboe that is different from the older East Asian oboe. This one came in from West Asia with Buddhist music. And there are several Buddhist instruments in here that um, came into Chinese and Korean music. The metal cymbals here that you play together. This is a dance drum that you wear around your waist and play while you dance. And here is a trumpet made from a conch shell. And later Korean instruments that may or may not have ever existed in China. One example, the kumungo zither that's played with a stick that we also saw, played live in our class a week and a half ago. These are all of the instruments of the Korean court music. Let's just hear quickly how they sound. Confucian and early Chinese instruments. Director's clappers. Oh, that's nice. This looks like a book with wooden pages, maybe, would be one one way to think of it. And you slam them all together like that. And that's a way of signaling to the orchestra what to do. He's the director. of. the orchestra. The tagum, A cross-blown flute. You see, this one has been tied up Obviously the bamboo is split in several places, and that will happen with bamboo instruments because, bamboo aerophones, especially because of the humidity of the player's breath going in and getting them wet and then drying out again. Um, In many cases you can just repair the instrument by putting these bands around it. Here's the flute being played with the other instruments of the orchestra. The tongue joke is the same as the Chinese D or DZ flute. This is the one that has a paper membrane stretched across one of its holes to give a buzzing sound. Um we'll is a bigger cross-blown foot. Tonso is a vertical flute like the Chinese Shao. <clears throat> and here is the oboe, the Piri. See how small it is? And you wouldn't think you could get that much sound out of such a small instrument, but actually when you get to Japan, you'll find that the Japanese oboe is even smaller and louder than the piri. It's a double reed instrument, as are all oboes, and you can just barely see one of the reeds on top here. There's another one underneath it. mouth organ, same as the Chinese shang mouth organ, and this instrument actually plays harmony. You can hear the sound of several of the pipes sounding different notes together. The drums, the Kayagum Zither, and we've already heard the Sanjo Kayagum. This is the orchestra Kayagum, which is a little bigger and Orchestra instruments are usually played slower. They don't play the fast, fast music that the Sanjo instruments play. Here's the Ajang, here's the bow that he's playing it with, this wooden stick in his right hand, and he fingers the strings with his left hand. <laughs> Chinese orchestras, the Korean orchestra, usually has all of the instruments playing the same melody, that is, all of the instruments that can play a melody, like the aerophones and chordophones, play the same melody in slightly different styles depending on what the instrument does best, so that you can hear all of the sounds of the different materials, the silk and bamboo, the stone chime and the metal chime, etc., all of them, making the same sound and therefore being easy to identify the different sound qualities on the different instruments. So here's a very unusual silk instrument, a chordophon that is played with a bow, but it's not a lute like most bowed chordophons, rather it's a zither. Here are the bells. And the stone chime. Okay, now here are the later instruments, Tang Dynasty China, and later Chinese, <coughs> Buddhist, and Korean instruments. Here's the Komungo Zither. We heard this instrument played live in class. <coughs> Is the Chinese version of the Huqin or the Aru, a two-stringed bowed lute. You see the s- bow goes between the two strings. The player fingers the strings up here. But the strings are away from the neck so that you can't press the string all the way against the neck with your fingers. You have to just use the pressure of your finger on the string rather than the pressure of your finger against the string and the neck to produce the sound. And this gives you a softer, more expressive kind of sound that a good player can use very expressively and in a very musical kind of way as we heard in the Chinese song about the birds returning to the forest. The Korean version of the yangchin, the Persian or Iranian hammered zither or hammered dulcimer, uses only one hammer in the right hand. The Chinese version and the original Persian version use two hammers in both right and left hands. The Taipyong Obo oboe came by way of China from farther to the west. It's an instrument that's used in Buddhist music. And this dance drum that's worn around the waist also is used in Buddhist music and dances, as are the parrot cymbals. Shell trumpet, a favorite instrument in Buddhist monasteries, and performed by the Korean Center for Performing Arts which nowadays fulfills the musical function of what used to be the royal court orchestra when Korea was still a kingdom and had a royal court. Now if we go on to Japan, we find a different way of dividing up the orchestra and its music. So let's just change this from Korean to Japanese. Now, in one sense, it's very simple that the Chinese court orchestra moved east to Korea and became the Korean court orchestra, and then it continued moving east to Japan, where it became the Japanese court music orchestra. The court music and the orchestra that plays it in Japan are known as gagaku. Gagaku literally means elegant music, and it's a literal translation of a Chinese name. Yayue, elegant music. It's the same word in Chinese and Japanese. That is the same character. It's just pronounced completely differently. Yayue, gagaku. So, gagaku became divided in Japan into three varieties. Now, in Korea, the three varieties of court music are historical. That is, ancient Confucian ritual music, Tang dynasty music from the approximately 7th to ninth centuries A.D. and Korean music from later than the Tang Dynasty. Well, partly geographical, partly historical and partly cultural, I guess. In Japan, we have uh, really two different ways of dividing up the, um, the music and the ensembles that play it. First of all, Gagaku is not only the name for the music, but there are three different kinds of Gagaku, and one of them is Bugaku music with dance. The second one is kangen, instrumental music without dance. And third is shinto, religious ritual music from the Japanese Shinto religion which is instrument and vocal music. Now (coughs) the Shinto religious music is much more rarely performed and it's performed in special times and places at Shinto religious shrines and let's just leave that out of the picture for now and concentrate on these two main kinds of, of, um, of music here. Now I see that I've got to flip these around because The two main kinds of gagaku music are music of the left and music of the right. Now, what's that all about? Is it about political parties? No. It's not... Republican music and Democrat music. It's not uh, conservative music and liberal music. Um, Music of the left and right has a very special meaning that you would have to understand by imagining yourself in Japan and you're on the main island of Japan, Honshu, which is the island where Tokyo is located and where the earlier capitals of Japan, uh, such as Nara or Kyoto, for instance, are also located. The main island, the center of development of Japanese civilization. And you're looking for music. Oh, where's music going to come from? Uh, you look to the east where the sun rises, and there ain't no music coming from the east. All you see for thousands of miles is empty ocean off to the east. And so you turn around, actually, you've got a Walk over to the other side of Honshu and stand on the west coast of the island and look off to the west. And what do you see? Oh, boy, a big, 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 big continent over there (coughs) across the water. Now, you guys are looking, well, you are kind of looking to the west. Actually, you're looking northwest um, because UW campus geography is a little bit uh, askew. But pretend you're looking to the west. Okay here you are looking to the west and over there is this big landmass that I guess we're going to call Asia and what's on your left what's on your right what's the closest thing on your left anybody ever seen where Japan is anybody got their study map Oh, you threw away your study map. Too bad. You'll never understand anything in this course. Well, don't say I didn't warn you. If you look west from Japan, uh, oh, there's a couple of study maps. Good. Oh, you guys are smart. So (coughs) if you look west from Japan, right about in the middle, look pretty much straight west, what's to your left? well maybe but you know there's something a lot bigger than Korea that takes up a lot more of the left on your map than Korea what could that possibly be the big country in Asia um, to the left of Korea Um, which which, which way is left that's kind of uh, if you're looking west which way is left Uh, south I should require a compass for this course. Um, (coughs) Okay, so don't forget to study your directions for the midterm because I might ask you questions about East Asia and Southeast Asia and um, so forth and so on, and you might want to know directions. Yeah, China. China is that big, huge, humongous country that's bigger than anything else that you can see in any direction. it fills up the whole western horizon. Just about. To the left. And then the only other thing that's close to you, looking out, is to the right of China. And the closest thing there is even closer than China. That's Korea. Korea is the right. Music comes from Korea. Well, music comes from China. Actually, music comes from China to Korea, and then comes from Korea too. But if you're going to make a division, it makes sense. China over there, Korea over here. And then what happens if you're going to continue off to your right? What are you going to find? Well, it won't even show on a contemporary political map, but off to the right of Korea and China is a place that used to be an independent country, Manchuria. It was once such a powerful country that it conquered China, and the last emperors of China were Manchurians, or Manchu, rather than Chinese. So it is a formerly big and important place, and music came from... Manchuria. That's one of the places where the Tang Dynasty imported music from. And then further off to the right as you go inland into the Asian continent you start running into places like Mongolia. Oh yeah. And music came from Mongolia too. Remember that horse That uh, (coughs) excuse me, remember that two-string bowed lute that came from around Mongolia and Tibet. Oh well, hey, there's Tibet too, up in the right, in the interior of Asia, in Central Asia. And then what about all those other places that are full of Turkish-speaking peoples and they all, or just about all of them, have names that end in stan. Uzbekistan, Kyrgyzstan, etc., etc. All those different stans, Turkmenistan, um, Pakistan, Afghanistan. Pakistan isn't really one of them. It should change its name. But all of the other ones are Turkish people's countries ending in Stan. Those are part of the right. Those are part of Central Asia. And all of those areas used to send music by the Silk Road to the Chinese court during the Tang Dynasty. So music of the right then comes from Korea, Manchuria, Mongolia, Tibet, stand, 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 stand. Eventually, all the way out along the Silk Road, from over to Iran and West Asia and the, and the Middle East. That's music of the right. Music of the left. Well, what happens if you go to the left and go to China? Now you could spend your whole life in China. You could spend many lifetimes in China. It's such a big place, there's so much going on there. But suppose you keep going past China. If you go farther to the left, what do you run into? Oh, gee, this is really hard for you guys, isn't it? Vietnam. Vietnam. Hey, the Vietnamese sent music to China, too. Vietnam was an old civilization. Vietnam was a place that had special music of its own. And even if Americans haven't heard of Vietnamese music, the Chinese had heard of Vietnamese music and they wanted Vietnamese music in China. And what else is over there? You guys know, Laos, Cambodia, Thailand, Burma, Indonesia, Malaysia, all of the countries of Southeast Asia. And they had all different kinds of music and they all sent music up into China. From the left, this is music of the left coming up into China, going on into Japan. And now we have a moment of silence for people who can't wait till the end of the hour and have to disrupt the class. But, yeah? OK, so I'm kind of confused. Like, is music of the
1: right time to go to the bathroom, and then music at the left, goes are coming
0: in? Hey. That's good. I hadn't gotten to that point yet. Okay. But that's that's great. We're coming to that. But first of all, don't leave out India because that's the next stop on the way to the left. If you're going to the left through Southeast Asia, you're going to end up in South Asia with India and Sri Lanka and all of those places over there. And hey, they sent music to China too. So the Japanese musicians looking at Asia, looking at Chinese culture, looking at Korean culture, looking at all of this music that came from both directions, see themselves as the inheritors of a vast cultural and musical treasure, a treasure of musical wealth that comes from all directions, from all of the civilizations, all of the countries of Asia, and funnels through China and Korea, and ends up in Japan, and here are the Japanese, with all of it on their hands. Boy, are they lucky. They've got the world's best music, the world's finest collection of music, and so they arrange it into these categories, music of the left and music of the right, which just happened to correspond, and thank you for telling us, with kangen, instrumental music, and bugaku, music with dance. Because it turns out that all of the pure instrumental music is (coughs) from the left, And music with dance is always from the right. Now, we don't have time to look at all of that, but let's just take a quick look. Whoops, I need to get one more DVD here. (coughs) Sorry about that. Oh, and I don't have it. I forgot to bring that DVD. I'll bring it on... Friday and we'll see the instruments and hear the instruments of the Gagaku Orchestra and they will play. Let's just hear a little bit of a Kangen piece. A flute. A drum. A bigger drum. Well, they'll be there. And now, finally, whoa! There's that little, big-sounding oboe. And the mouth organ. (laughs) Is that a string? Oh, yeah, stringed instruments. Dun, da, da, dun. A stringed instrument playing those sounds. And that's how we know finally that this is a Kangen, because the stringed instruments don't play in bugaku. They don't play in music of the right. They play only in music of the left and in Kangen. So on Friday, then, we'll see and hear the instruments of the Japanese Gagaku Orchestra. By the way, the streaming video examples are available online through the library website, and I'll send you instructions for how to find them. But so far, they seem to only download the sound and not the video. So we've got a technical problem that we will try to overcome. Now, this is very important, and I have to just take a sec to tell you that we will probably not be able to get all of the streaming video examples online in time for you to study them for the midterm exam if you need to study them. I will show all of them in class, so the easy answer is come to class. But if you're sick and if you miss them, I will put them on physical reserve over at Undergrad Library Media Center on the mezzanine floor. So at least. If you miss seeing them in class, you will be able to go over there to undergrad library and see the video examples. Okay, see you all on Friday.